You are listening to First Church Charlotte. Power of the Lord fell night after night after night. They told us we are now in 195 nations of the world. In territories that are not nations. We're in some of those. I think it's about 15 or so territories uh, that are not officially a nation in their own right. But they are places under, under the uh, direction of other nations. Sometimes we have missionaries that go from one nation to a, a different nation. For instance, some nations can go into Cuba. But we can't as a nation. But some of the Central American nations and South American can send people into Cuba and uh, keep the churches strengthened. Praise God. Last, uh, last year, if my memory serves me right, it was uh, in the last reporting year around the world, we had 154,000 people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's something to shout about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That figures out to be about 3,000 a week come into the kingdom of God being filled with the Spirit. That's what Calvary's all about. That's what uh, Jesus Christ, that's what he preached to his disciples after, he, after his ministry. He even emphasized it more. They had already, those apostles had already been used to work many wonderful works healings and the blessing of God in communities but uh, he told them you need one more thing and that's to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and what a joy it is and if you haven't had that wonderful experience yet the best thing in your life is right ahead of you praise God and so just keep seeking keep believing God and uh, God will fill you with his spirit, with the initial evidence of speaking with tongues and many other evidences of God's love flowing in your life. There's nothing like it in the world. It will actually change you. You will become more like Jesus Christ. Amen. Through the power of his spirit, because his divine nature is implanted in you. And what a thrill it is. When our children are filled, when others come in and uh, have this glorious experience. And we're just thankful for what's going on around the world. Praise God. Stand with me as we turn to the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11. It's known as the faith chapter in the Bible. It's not the only faith chapter in the Bible. But it's, uh, it's a, a lineup of great men and women who trusted God. And God was with them, walked with them, and guided their steps. And uh, we're missing our pastor tonight. If this is your first time to be here, make sure you're here Sunday morning, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And you will hear some mighty fine preaching. Praise God. Amen. Best preaching in Charlotte. Nothing like truth being preached. And uh, this glorious gift of the Spirit is one of the greatest things in the world that we can offer and help people receive. And so that's Sunday morning, two services, one at 9, one at 11, and uh, you'll be blessed. Praise God. Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
have to think about some of these concepts here. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Almighty God said, let there be light, and guess what happened? The lights turned on. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are not seen, which are seen, were not made of things which do appear. That's uh, the first indication of the awesome invisible world that lives all around us. Everything we can see is made up of uh, molecules, an atom in the middle and some, some other things. The nucleus and the, then the, 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 the electrodes and electrons and other things flow around the nucleus and we have an atom. And man can now split the atom. Uh, but those things cannot be seen physically with our eyes. You have to have huge telescopic type machines that can uh, sometimes get down in there and come mighty close to showing you an atom. But uh, that's what it says right here, right in the beginning of this chapter of faith. The world, the world was framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were made not of things which do appear. They're invisible. A lot of air in all these solid things. A nucleus and, 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 and the electrons flowing around the nucleus. There's a lot of air in there, but you'd never think of it if you try to stomp on it. It's, uh, it's physical to us. But it's made up of things that cannot be seen. By faith, Abel offered a, unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the great thing about Enoch, he was the first one to be raptured out of this world. And we are all looking forward to the rapture of the church out of this world. And we will also, by the grace of God, be able to have this testimony of us that we please God. That's why uh, the pastor, other ministers that come, many times in the midst of their teaching, they will bring this truth and this wonderful privilege of ours to seek to please Almighty God. When you love someone, you want to please them. When you care about somebody, you want to please them. Even if they're two years old, at their birthday, you want to please them. And uh, you want to give them a great home to be raised in. And so it is with marriages, so it is with all relationships at work. To get along with people, you have to have a desire to please them. And to do a good job. And the Lord gave us the way to do that. He says, do your work as unto the Lord. In other words, go to work with a smile on your face, a good attitude, 
And you may be seated. I'll keep on preaching here. <laughs> if you go, go into work and do it as if you were working for the Lord Jesus Christ, that means you're going to give it your best. That means you're going to come in happy, try to keep it happy, work through the problems, don't jump to conclusions, work it out, pray it out, seek the Lord for his wisdom. He knows what you need to do next in every problem you'll ever face. God already knows how you should handle it. And with his grace, he will reveal that to us and guide us through the difficulties of life and get us on the other side because we have this testimony. We please the Lord. What a great man Enoch was. It'll be good to walk up to him someday and talk to him about it. For jumping down to 6, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, verse 7. By faith Abraham, verse 8. He looked for a city that hath foundation. Verse 10. Talking about Abraham, whose builder and maker is God. Let me read to you a little bit about that city he was looking for. It's described in Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven, Revelation 21, verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. I saw John, the holy city. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears, verse 4, from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. I want to go to that land. How about you? Neither shall there be any more pain. Hallelujah. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Oh, yeah. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It's done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of this fountain of the water of life freely. Praise God. Aren't you glad you've already tasted the water of life? It comes with this Holy Ghost baptism we're talking about. Hallelujah. That is the living water. That is that artesian well springing up on the inside and giving you strength for your journey. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight on Heaven's Hall of Heroes. Hallelujah. I love to uh, take journeys to heaven. You ever had a journey to take you to heaven? And anticipation, God gave us an imagination to use for good. He gave us an imagination to dream spiritual dreams for the kingdom of God. He gave us an imagination to imagine what heaven might be like. And if you'll go with me tonight, we'll go on a short demonstration and a short journey through that heavenly land. Probably most here have gone to Disney World. You've seen uh, the glories of that entertainment venue. 
Some of you have hit some Hall of Fames around the nation. Some of you have been in many different amazing places. And uh, I've been to a few of them. Uh, Sister Elms and I have been to Noah's Ark over in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's not really Noah's, but uh, it's very similar. As close as man can imagine it to be, it's sitting there. We drove by it uh, this past week. Just uh, we didn't have time to stop. We've already been there two times together. And uh, we've walked the halls of that ark. And just imagine that if you haven't gone, put it on your in your bucket list to get there because it'll bless you as you see uh, some of God's word coming back to fulfillment and you visualize what it must have been. It's an amazing experience. Sister Elms and I have had the privilege to go to Israel twice and it's a it's one of the most beautiful and enjoyable journeys you would ever want to make. Uh, the scenes that moved us there, the places we walked where Jesus walked, places we saw where the heroes of God, the heroes of faith walked and lived their lives, looked up at the same moon you and I look up to on a clear night. The great prophets of old, the great men and women of faith that walked with God and trusted God. We prayed at the Western Wall. We've been on a boat in Galilee and walked through Cana of Galilee. Spent two nights in Cana of Galilee where God's, where the ministry of Jesus Christ began. What a wonderful place that was. I saw the exact place where Jesus walked on the water one afternoon while we were there. Uh, some of the places you go to There'll be two or three buses there at the same time with about 50 people on each bus. And so it can get crowded. And we had some time uh, before our bus was leaving. I sat on the side of the mountain looking over the Sea of Galilee. And I scanned it like you would with a, a machine that uh, can scan things. And I just let my eyes go back and forth all the way. You can see from one end... Of, of Galilee to the end of it. You can see from side to side of it. It's about 10 miles wide and 20 miles long. Uh, but on that hillside, I, I took about 15 or 20 minutes. I don't know how long it took, but I wanted to see the exact spot where Jesus walked on the water. So I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No one even bothered me. They weren't even concerned about what I was doing. But Somewhere along the line, I saw where Jesus walked on the water. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, it was a wonderful experience. Jesus, seemingly, as you read the Gospels over and over, you'll see that he loved the Sea of Galilee. That's where he made his home. After he left uh, the, the place of his birth, he, not the place of his birth, but where they lived in Nazareth, he was born in Bethlehem, lived in Nazareth, grew up there, which was on a mountain fairly close to the Sea of Galilee, but there were mountains between Bethlehem and Galilee. But he, he took abode on the north side in Capernaum. And as an adult, that's where he lived most of his life, visited Nazareth a time or two, 
But that's where he stayed. That's where the Apostle Peter's house was and other of the fishermen. But it seemed like that he, he loved that area. Like you might love a lake, a special place where you visited growing up or some place where you grew and uh, grew up. Uh, just to be able to go to a special place like that. And Jesus told the disciples to add Mary, uh, the, the, the women that saw him. He said, go and tell the disciples I'll meet them in Galilee. And what he loved, I, I, I want to love and I, I think of that city, the beauty of it, out on a boat there, probably a hundred people on that little boat. We sang, we worshiped, we prayed, we, we fellowshiped. It was just a heavenly time rocking on that boat out in the Sea of Galilee. And, uh, but Abraham said he, he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. And that's the hope of the Christian today. And as I talk through some of these, this is, this, this 11th chapter of Hebrews is, is like heaven's hall of heroes. It's people that trusted God. They're not all listed in Hebrews 11. There are many living today that have lived and walked with God their whole life or part of their life. But when they came to Jesus, they took up their cross and they began to follow him. Hallelujah. With an intensity that caused them to seek the Lord day in and day out. And if they ever begin to grow cold because of the cares of life, they took time to pray through. Get a hold of the horns of the altar. Touch heaven. Hallelujah. Be renewed in the spirit of God and have the joy of the Lord surge through them. And uh, so we've all had some experiences in life, but uh, I can imagine getting to heaven and uh, those first uh, thousand years in heaven. Uh, you're planning on making it, aren't you? Yeah. If you get a little weary, you just need to sing some old songs about heaven. If you get a little tired in the journey, if this world starts looking good to you. Only time I didn't want the Lord to come is I, just before I got married. I, I wanted to get married. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, but other than that, I'm ready for Jesus to come. I'm living for him to come. Every day I look at the skies. I'm usually up before the lights shining in the heavens. And uh, so I have a night sky to enjoy. I'll go out and get the Charlotte Observer. Sad thing to have to start the day with, but some things in there are interesting. But I'm not starting the day with the Observer. I'm looking into the heavens. If it's a clear sky, I'm, I'm praising the Lord and glorifying his name. And the heavens do declare the glory of the Lord. When you look at that moon, just remember it's the one Jesus looked at. It's the one Adam looked at. It's the one Abraham and Sarah looked at. David of old, Peter, James, and John, they all looked at that same moon and had the wonderings of a human being. And uh, someday I've told some of my grandkids, we're going to go on the moon, we're going to find that little go-kart 
the astronauts left up there. We'll find the highest hill we can get to, and we'll get on it and roll down that hillside and have a good time. Hallelujah. If you think heaven's going to be sitting on clouds strumming, strumming on a guitar, that might be some people's heaven, but uh, I'd need a trombone probably to get into that kind of heaven. That's not what we're going to be doing. God's got work for us to do, but it's the most joyful work you'll ever do. Because if you ever hit a stumbling place, if you ever get stumped with what you're trying to do, then uh, all you got to do is... Uh, Say, Lord, I need a little help over here. And he's right there with you, just like he'll be with you today and tomorrow if you want him to be that close to you. Praise God. But off in the distance, I see a red tent. And as we get closer to that tent, I look at it and realize that uh, it, uh, it's familiar. I've, I've, learned, I've seen that somewhere. I've seen a picture of that somewhere. But as we get there, the angel says, here is not just a tabernacle in the wilderness. I want to introduce you to the tabernacle in the wilderness. Not something that was created to be like it, but these are the same atoms that made up that tent. And made up that place. And he takes you through the holy place. And on into the holy of holies. And you see it just like it was back in the days of Moses. And the Israelis as they worshiped God in the wilderness. Uh, we get near the exit and there's a rock sitting there. It somehow seems to be a part of the display area. And uh, the angel standing by it says, Sir... This is the rock that followed the Israelis in the wilderness. This isn't one like it. This is it. Amen. Same atoms, same molecules. Same. In fact, are you thirsty? Put your little cup right over here. Watch it pour out of the rock. And have yourself a drink of some holy water. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, you'll see in there Aaron's rod that... It had been just an old stick for a long time, carved down to fit Aaron in his walking stride. No possibility of life in it. But when it was put into the Ark of the Covenant, it sprang forth, hallelujah, and put leaves on it and almonds on it. And God made a miracle to just give to the children of Israel that day and it'll be budding in there and then if you're a little bit hungry we got some manna over here have you all ever wondered what the man what the manna tasted like you ever try to study that out the closest thing I've ever found in the books of history and the in the different religious studies of this is it might taste about like a delicious vanilla wafer those little cookies. Now, I don't know if anyone would know what they're talking about. I kind of doubt it. It'll be the best bread you've ever tasted. Hallelujah. If you taste it there. I'm just talking about heaven's hall of fame. Heaven's hall of heroes. And we're going to go see it one of these days. Someone's playing a tambourine. Who could that be? Oh, it's Miriam's. This is the very tambourine Miriam began to 
keep the beat with as they sang the song on the shores of the Red Sea when God had gave them great deliverance. Hallelujah. And it's there. In fact, here comes someone that can play it. And you hand it, the angel hands it to Miriam and says, take it away. Hallelujah. Lead us in some worship. Praise God. Oh, I want to go to that land. I want to be in that place. We go to a place, there's a beautiful coat of many colors, and we immediately wonder about Joseph. And, and a young man comes up and says, can I try it out? And the angel says, well, I guess you can, Joseph. See if it still fits. Hallelujah. And then you get a chance to get in line and give a handshake, give Joseph a hug. Glad you made it. You are such an example to us in your stability and in your trusting God through all of your trials. And God that gave you the dreams in your youth, he made them all come to pass in your adulthood. Hallelujah. What a joy heaven's going to be, folks. Hallelujah. I just kind of feel like every night there's going to be a concert somewhere in the universe. And how long does it take for you to get there? About like that. Because you know the Lord needs to check with all of the people that are over his creation. And helping the nations of the world run. However that's going to work out. If you were faithful in the little things, God's going to make you ruler over some cities. However, that's going to work out, but it won't be a stress on you. It won't be a strain on you. Jesus Christ is going to set up his kingdom from Jerusalem. Oh, yes, he is. We see all of our politics of our day. President Trump has already made ways with putting our embassy over in uh, Jerusalem. And uh, they're talking about building the temple again there. And things are going to happen. But it's all preparation for the end. I was so sad to hear about these, this, uh, this young lady that stirred up elementary school children in the last week. Got them thinking they had 12 years or so left if we don't change our weather patterns and change our world and change the weather. And uh, uh, had, had children crying, thought, thought they were going to die before they were 20, die before they were 25 because of what a young lady had been taught by an adult. Hey, folks, the Bible talks about a thousand years of peace on this earth. The Bible talks about the Lord. This, this earth is going to run on until the Lord destroys it somewhere way off in the future. And to be all worried about the environment, we're not supposed to trash the environment. If there's a bunch of crud going into rivers and lakes, it needs to be cleaned up. That's just good sense. Can I get a witness? We're not to be, not to be just uh, trashing the world and, and uh, letting things that we can control just to destroy and corrupt. But dear Lord, this, this world's got some time left on it. Hallelujah. And there will be a day far off in the future. Only God knows when. But it's a long time from here. Don't let your children be caught up with the politics of the environment 
environmental people that are preaching a message that uh, they are so ignorant of. They, not, they don't know what the Bible says, and so they certainly have missed the main book to go to for wisdom in this old world. But thank God for the truth of the word that will give us peace. What's this scarlet rope doing in this basket? Oh, it's Rahab's, the angel says. And how did she and her family survive the fall from Jericho's walls? Have you ever wondered how the walls fell down flat? And they were on the top of the wall, her and her, all of her family were on the top of the wall. And when they fell down flat, they were going to crumble too. They would, have, they would have been injured. They would have hurt. But if you go to, if you ever have a chance to go to Jericho before the, the uh, thousand years of peace, the walls didn't fall over flat. They went straight down like an elevator. That's why they didn't get injured. That's why the building didn't crush. It went straight down. They just walked out on land. When you go to Jericho, if you can ever get in there, they've closed it out now because it's... It's not ruled by Israelis. But uh, they show you. You can go right to the side of the walls. They're still in the ground. And they go way down deep. Whatever, whatever the height of the wall was, it would go down that deep. And it demonstrates it went down like an elevator. The earth crumbled beneath the foundations. And it just sank into the ground. But Rahab, here she is in the lineage of Christ. Imagine it. A woman of the street, a woman of the world. But when the Israelis came to town, she took care of them and became a believer in Jehovah God. Transformation came to her life. Hallelujah. And now she's among the, the, the great people of faith of Almighty God. Where were we when Jesus found us? Where would we have been if we hadn't have been found by the Lord? Where would we be now? We would be so lost and undone if Jesus hadn't come into our lives. Let's take a moment and praise him tonight. I love you, Jesus. I glorify your holy name. I exalt you, my God. I exalt you, my God. Hallelujah. There laying on the tables an old slingshot. Leather. The kind you swung. And those old slingshot people. I know we know that God made sure the rock hit its target. But uh, David and all the other slingshot people of those eras. They could hit things like a person with a rifle can hit them now. I mean, they, they could get so accurate swinging them. They had whole uh, groups of warriors that were slingshot people. This was, this was modern, you know, air warfare. They'd get the biggest rocks they could hold in their slingshot, swing them over, and they could put them right where they wanted them. And so uh, that was true. And the, the lesson for us today is, yeah, trust the Lord in everything you do, but you give it all you got, too. God's not going to do for me or you what we can do. But he will do for us what we cannot do. Amen. Thank God for his faithfulness. And, of course, there were four stones 
laying beside the slingshot. And someone certainly made the suggestion, well, that's David's slingshot. The one he killed Goliath with. And they're the four stones he had for Goliath's brothers in case he got a chance at them too. <laughs> the grand panorama, panorama opens up. And the land is before us. Who would like to see David and Goliath just as it happened? And somehow it all comes together. It's amazing what they can do in Disney World and, and uh, Disneyland out west. Some of those type of places where they, they put you there. Years ago we went to Philadelphia and, and saw the old Senate and the Congress uh, that started our nation. And they had the different speakers there and as close as they could get them to look like them. And they, they looked like a human being. They spoke like a human being. But we know it all been made up. But on this day, it's going to be a grand, grand panorama. If man can imagine reviewing re the histories of the past, if man can do that, and he can do it, in heaven it's going to be far greater than anything we can imagine. You don't want to miss it. Hallelujah. You don't want to miss it. You don't have to miss it. But we can't play games with God. We just can't act like the devil and, and live like the devil all week long and not care much about eternity and pour ourselves into this world and this wickedness and think, well, it's all going to be okay somehow. Well, the Lord taught us how to repent of our sins, told us we need to do it every day. Praise God. Keep our heart clean. Keep our heart right. Keep our mind clean. Our eyes clean. Keep our thoughts clean. Keep our words clean. Can I get a witness? It's all part, about being a, part of being a Christian. We go to another table and there's, there's one coin laying on it. And someone asked the angel standing by, what coin is that? Well, you remember when Peter went fishing. To pay his taxes, his and the Lord's taxes. And the Lord said, go out and catch a fish and open its mouth. And when Peter opened his mouth, there was the coin. And this is it. That's the coin Peter took out of that fish's mouth. Yeah, Caesar had it for a while, but it's back here where it belongs. Hallelujah. And so the list of heroes goes on. And down through time and eternity, Daniel what a mighty man serving under four heathen kings in Babylon. What a man. He could have only done it because he prayed morning, noon, and night. Three times a day he would open his window towards Jerusalem. And there was where God had met with the children of Israel. That was a holy place. Uh, this pulpit faces Jerusalem. In case you ever wondered about it. Not that it's going to do anything exceptional for you. It's just an awareness that God loves that city and loves those Jewish people. And uh, we understand there's a lot of Jews that don't believe in God. But there's a lot of other people that don't believe in God either. And God's going to have a revival among them in the coming days. What a day that'll be when the rapture takes place 
It's going to be worth every trial you've been through. It's going to be worth every prayer meeting you've had. It's going to be worth every bit of trouble you've had to go through. Every bit of persecution you've had to go to. Then we come and there's a holy hush that settles over the group of people you're with. And the lights dim and the angel calls to enter this room around the corner. And suddenly you see the cross that Jesus died on. And that holy hush settles as you worship, as you think that that was the place where our sins were dealt with. That was where the blood was shed. That was the cross he hung on. And that is the place where there is victory for all of us. It's going to be worth it all to get to heaven. Hallelujah. I don't want to miss that place. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. There's nothing in this world worth missing heaven over. There's no pleasure of sin that's worth living in a state of not being ready. The Lord is coming. He's coming soon. Uh, the trouble in our world, the, the, the tragedy, the, the nature, uh, the, the earthquakes, the trouble, the things that shake this old world, they are signs of the end of time. The trouble among nations, the World War I and World War II, those wars are part of the, the prophecies about the end of time. We're living in that hour where the Lord is getting the attention of people on this earth. Let's get right and live right. And the good thing is the Lord will help us do it day by day. Hallelujah. Trying to serve the Lord and, 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 and obey the scriptures. That's impossible for us to do in our humanity. But when we have the Spirit of God working in us, yes. glory to God. When His power is in us, His joy is in us. We have power to say no to temptation. Power to have victory over temptation. And we're called upon to not be mastered by any sin. Not the besetting sin, the one that we tend to be drawn to, our flesh wants to go down that besetting sin's road. And that sin, the Lord came to give us victory over. Came to make us overcomers. What a mighty God we serve. Let's stand tonight. Let's praise Him and worship Him. We give you glory, Lord. We thank you. We magnify your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, my Jesus. I love you, my Jesus. I love you, my Jesus. Glory to God. Just to hear him say, well done, will be worth it all. And if anybody else gets to go to heaven, you might as well be one of them that gets to go to heaven. Hallelujah. If any other human being can make it, you can make it. If anyone else can do it, I can do it. Why? Because we're trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. We're trusting in his power and his strength and his joy to get us through. Praise God.
Well, Sunday's going to be a great day. Let's believe God for a great time this Sunday. The Lord will move mightily in the midst of the services. The anointing will be on our Sunday school teachers. In fact, let's pray right now for, for uh, our, our situation that's going over here right now. Prosper University, working with these children. Let's go into prayer for a few moments that the Lord will draw the families in to follow him. Lord, you see these children we're working with, these young people. We see those adults that are over there, Lord. Draw them into this house. Draw them into the church, Lord. Give them the desire to follow you and to seek you daily. Give them a desire to walk with you, Lord. Be filled with your spirit. Bless the teachers, Lord. Bless the people that are there working with the children. Hallelujah. Bless our music department, Lord. Let the anointing continue to flow through them in every service, oh God. Bless your people, Lord. Help us to be witnesses of your greatness. Help us to stay prayed up and prayed through day by day. So we'll hear the sound of that trumpet. We give you praise for it all and worship your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Shake someone's hand and tell them, let's go to heaven together. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.